Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Practice podcast. This week we're talking all about satisfaction and why satisfaction is king when it comes to intuitive eating, finding food that you like, movement that works for you and all the other practices around food freedom. So we shall begin. Satisfaction is sometimes called the secret source of intuitive eating but what is it and how can you find it? So first things first, what is it? Satisfaction can be defined as a fulfilment of one's wishes, expectations or needs or the pleasure derived from this. That's the Google definition. It might be slightly different for you, but it's basically what do you want and how is that fulfilled? When it comes to food, that might be a certain taste that you're craving, a certain sensation, and meeting that. And I kind of find it helpful, and it might be a useful visualisation for you. If you think of intuitive eating as a web, satisfaction is often put at the centre. All the other principles stem off it and feed back to it, and it's sort of an underlying principle of all of them despite being its own principle in itself. Now you might have heard of the phrase food is fuel and in some ways yes it is. Glucose is the energy that we run by, food is broken down to fuel our body, our cells, everything else. But often this can be an easy way to disguise that dieting mindset. You don't mind under fueling or you don't mind eating the same thing like chicken and rice every day because it's just fuel, doesn't have to taste good, doesn't have to lead to any sensations it's just there to eat it is a calorie unit and I know that sounds really like a slightly mean way of of looking at that phrase but when we reduce food down to just its energetic components we miss a lot of the other things that food does serve for us it is an emotional experience may affect your mental health your physical health your emotional health lots of other things and the best way to sort of take this in is if I said to you that I'd created a meal somehow and that fulfilled every nutritional need that you have as a person. So it's specific to you, but it tastes like one thing and you have to eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the rest of your life. That same taste, it's going to look the same, be the same. There's no other way to cook it. Chances are you would not want to eat that because there are so many other things that food brings you. Even if that nutritional need is met, it won't satisfy those other things. And that's because food is inherently pleasurable in, again, that physical, emotional and mental way. When we don't eat foods that satisfy us, it creates a feeling of deprivation. We feel like we're missing out and often rebound eating occurs. Now, there used to be an old saying on all the sort of Fitspo and Fitstagram pages back in the day um, that if you were truly hungry, you would eat an apple. So you'd be thinking, oh, I'm hungry. I want something to eat. Maybe you'd be thinking about something that diet culture labels bad like a muffin or a donut or whatever and it was always well if you were truly hungry you'd be able to eat an apple and often you'd be like oh I really I'm just not in the mood to eat an apple right now and diet culture's answer would be well then you're not hungry enough but actually if you were really craving I don't know a cupcake and then you ate an apple instead chances are you won't feel satisfied so even if that physical sensation of you have consumed something is met you will continue craving 
the cupcake because that's what you wanted that's what your taste buds were waiting for that's what your brain was ready for eating that apple has left you unsatisfied often i'll either then eat it later eat the cupcake anyway will either think screw it and maybe even binge eat and overeat in that sense or just rebound in in that sort of way chances are you will not eat the apple and go i'm fine i'm on my day or you will stop there but have that feeling of i'm not satisfied Maybe you feel guilty about having such thoughts. There is that sort of spiral. Hence why satisfaction is such a big part of intuitive eating. And in fact, the fifth principle of intuitive eating is discover the satisfaction factor. I have lots of lovely graphics of this um, on my Instagram. Uh, I like to think of it like a review scale. Where am I at? So, how might you be undermining your own satisfaction? And we've all been there. We all do it, whether subconsciously or otherwise. First things first, you're not choosing the food that you really want to eat. And that might be for whatever reason. Maybe you're really craving a certain food, but you think, oh, it's too high in calories. Or I shouldn't eat that for lunch. We have so many preconceived ideas what we should and shouldn't eat. That sometimes we just talk ourselves out of the food that we really want. And that's what leaves us unsatisfied. I always laugh to people about the fact that, in theory, we could have whatever food for breakfast. But we all stick to very traditional breakfast foods. But if we really fancy something, we can have it any time of day. Breakfast for dinner is a very well-known thing, but dinner for breakfast is seen as strange. Just a, a thought process. We often really box things in. But thinking about what you really want to eat. And that can be harder than you think. Second thing, eating when you aren't hungry. So again, can be hard if you live a really busy life. But if you're not hungry and you're eating, often... You won't feel satisfied because there's not a hunger. There's not a need to be met. And you may be left feeling overfull. And just generally, it's not the most pleasant experience. But on the opposite side of that, you have eating when you're ravenous. And when you're really, really hungry, you don't care what you're eating. And you're going to eat fast. You're going to just want to get it in there. And then you're not going to have that satisfying experience with it. It's just going to be, oh, I ate whatever, I'm now full. So finding that middle point, finding where your hunger's at, where you're comfortably, oh, I could have a little bit of food, what do I want? And having that internal narrative when you're not distracted by being overfull or overhungry. Next thing, eating when we're stressed. And I know, again, easier said than done to think, oh, be super calm all the time. But if we're in the middle of a stressful situation and it's lunchtime or we're really hungry, it's trying to step out of that situation physically but also the mindset taking those few breaths before we eat trying to make it as pleasant an experience as we can before we maybe have to re-enter that stressful situation or we have to navigate through it and then last thing eating while distracted and I will put my hand up very high in the air here I often eat while watching tv um I'll be on my phone listening to a podcast the list goes on but actually if we're not taking time to think about what we're eating and noticing what we're eating we can eat on autopilot we might not then feel satisfied because we haven't felt like we've taken anything in even though we have and it's all just a case of where is that awareness where is our focus now you may be thinking oh wow i i am feeling unsatisfied actually on reflection how do i fix it i have some tips for you as always it's tools not rules these are all just general tips things that maybe you find super helpful maybe one thing really clicks with you maybe a few 
but they're not rules they're not meant to be implemented really strictly it is what works for you so first thing first use your senses tap into them again maybe one is more prevalent for you everyone has different preferences first one texture do you desire something crunchy smooth chewy we are quite tactile there's a reason we have crunchy and smooth peanut butter we do just sometimes desire certain things is there anything that you're you're really calling a preference for we have temperature now i personally used to hate cold coffee and you could not force me to drink it um i now will sometimes have an iced one but i love warm warm drinks are where it's at others the complete opposite they hate warm drinks they just want ice cold and if you think of for example a freezing cold day you might want a warm soup on a hot summer's day you want something really cold and chilled so thinking what do i fancy what will help you feeling satisfied again see where the preference is maybe there isn't one you've got the visual factors look at the food sometimes you just look at something and go ah that's what i want um, especially if you're out and about and eating something from a restaurant, from a shop. Smell. Sometimes smells bring back memories. If it's something homemade. If you're thinking the smell of something is really visceral. Maybe you want to make that thing. Maybe you want to buy that thing. Just using all those different senses around your food. And not only will that help decide what you want. But it'll help that presence. If you're really thinking what does this food smell like? Look like? What is the texture like? What is the taste like? then you are in the moment and you are not distracted while you're eating that food and taste again we talked a little about taste hunger before sometimes you just want a certain taste um, that you just really fancy and actually there is something called sensory specific satiety i say that three times fast and it only takes a few bites basically for taste satisfaction to be reached so this is why the first bite of ice cream it's always the best, but by the time you reach the bottom of the tub, it all tastes a bit same, same. Those first few are the ones that you want. And you're welcome to try this yourself. If you want to, I don't know, something that you're eating, take the first few bites. And how does it feel after the next few bites? Does it taste the same? Is it maybe not as good? If you often find yourself reaching the bottom of a bag or something else where you're a bit you don't want to do that it's perfectly fine to reach the bottom of a tub of ice cream done it many times um but just checking in how does it taste top to bottom and the next thing is to ask yourself what do you actually want to eat and this can sound really simple but if you've been on a diet for a long time or especially if as a young child your parents told you really specifically what you could and couldn't eat and you were again maybe put on a diet at a young age you may never have taken that time to really figure out what do you like and not like to eat and it's not till we stop and think that we actually are aware of that um, especially as apparently fun fact here our taste buds renew every two weeks or so um, as we get older that reduces some don't get replaced but it's worth checking in on if you think back there's probably many foods that as a kid you absolutely hated and now you can put up with and actually maybe quite like so you've used all your taste buds you've decided what you really want to eat how can you help increase that satisfaction factor so first things first take some time to eat and again i know if you work in an office or something where it's super super busy that can be hard but just taking some time out of your day 
to say this is my lunchtime, this is my break time, whatever, this is my time to eat, will help focus you in the moment and make it a bit more of a, a cemented part of your day. Second thing, try and provide some variety. So food habituation occurs if we eat the same food every single day, we get bored of it, again, eating on autopilot, we're not noticing those sensations as much. So try and eat a little bit varied as much as you can. Again, obviously, busy days, maybe you meal prep, something like that. Third thing, check in regularly, and that may be before and after a meal. It may be throughout the day. It may even be during the meal. How do you feel at the start, halfway through? Just how you would with your hunger and fullness, do that with your satisfaction levels as well. They may seem similar, but they're slightly different. Hunger and fullness is that physical sensation of those being met. Satisfaction is that pleasure side of things. Next thing, and again, busy office, whatever, can be difficult, but try and make some time. Sit down to eat, don't walk. This allows you to really focus on the fact that you're eating a meal, it is meal time, and notice all those other things that we've been talking about. Walking makes a huge difference to the body and whether it recognises it as a meal time, you're sitting down, you're eating food. And the last thing, again, very much a tool, some people it might feel a bit too much but take a few nice deep breaths before eating so you sit down to eat and just it can be as simple as a few inhale exhale just bringing yourself into the moment whether you want to focus on inhale through the nose exhale through the mouth or just getting a few breaths in there just bringing that presence and that awareness when you are eating and that doesn't need to be done for every snack throughout the day but just maybe bigger meals just bringing that awareness and in intuitive eating, you sort of have what's referred to as the three S's of satisfaction. So if it helps remember these. Um, so you have slowly, sensually, and savour. Again, say that three times fast. So slowly try and eat at a reasonable speed if we eat too fast. Again, we don't notice it. Our digestion might be affected and we eat a little more. We have a bit of a rebound and therefore we're not fully satisfied. And that also includes eating at the right hunger levels. If you're ravenous, you're going to eat way too fast because you just want to get food in there. If you're not hungry at all, you're going to eat maybe a bit too slow. Second thing is eat using all your senses. Again, maybe some more prevalent to you than others. The third thing is savour. If you enjoy food, savour it. Take note of that moment. Feel the satisfaction. You're doing so many things to tune into it, so do savour it when you experience it. And a note here that it has to be recognised that a lot of satisfaction when it comes to food is based on quite stable food security. So there's a lot of talk of if a food doesn't satisfy you, don't finish it. You see a baked good in the shop and you buy it and you take a bite and go, you know what, I don't like the taste of this. The idea being you would get rid of it, give it to someone else, save it for another time if you like the taste but you're just not in the moment. Um, but if you have food insecurity and you cannot throw food away that easily, it may be that this is a longer process and will be harder at this time. And it's just honouring the hunger that's going to start and satisfaction will come a little later. But there is a lot of implied food security. You're happy to leave your plate full. You're happy to make another meal if it doesn't satisfy you, um, which not all of us have access to. And then I'll leave you with some nice little tips to think about when it comes to satisfaction. So first thing is, have fun with it, be a detective, explore, play, find foods you like, don't like, find settings you like and don't like, 
find ways of eating that you like and don't like. Second thing, there is no right answer, and your answers will change. Our taste preferences change. Our satisfaction levels with the same meal may change. We may get used to it, bored of it, we want something new. It may be that an old food you haven't eaten for ages becomes a comfort. And it will change, it is a process. There's no time frame. Third thing is don't settle. And again, the idea of food security, hopefully. You have that, in which case the clean plate club isn't worth it. You may have been raised to always clean your plate, but if you're having a meal that's deeply unsatisfying and you know it's going to leave you not feeling great, it might not be worth to finish it, whether you can save it for another time. Um, again, if you're worried about wasting food or wasting resources. Try and think as much as you can in the grey. It's not black or white. One meal that doesn't satisfy you won't kill you and destroy your um, intuitive eating journey. Is just taking it as a learning experience and hopefully most of them become satisfying because that is the aim. Remembering honouring your hunger, your internal signals is most important and then satisfaction will hopefully come. And remembering you have the right to enjoy food if you've been told that food is meant to be enjoyable, it's just fuel or you just have to eat a certain amount and stop enjoying it. Know that you have the right to enjoy food. It is a pleasurable experience. And with that, I will 